Good morning, Jay. Huh. How's it going? I mean, it's a it's a lovely day, isn't it? Lovely day. Yeah. Lovely day. Yeah. And I don't know, I guess maybe we'll rerun this at some point in the future when it's topical. Possibly. But this is our, our Valentine. Yeah. It's, uh, we're a little late this for our... Um, or this. Yeah. It's week of... It's Valentine's week. Oh, that's what you call it? I don't know. I mean, it's it was on a Sunday. You know. So yeah. Either way, we're earlier or behind since we we don't come out till Wednesdays. Right, but we could have came out last Wednesday. And been ahead. Right. Sure, but I mean, it gives us something that people look forward to. Yeah, I kind I kind of feel bad. Um, so, yeah. All right. You know, you know, because if if you were a whole nine yards listener, right, and you listened on Wednesday, then on your Sunday night date, you bring in this little snippet of wisdom uh, for your date. Now right. you're even cooler. Yeah, I guess we let you guys down. Yeah. Sorry, uh, listeners. So we'll rerun this. Next <laughs> we'll rerun year it next year. Early. <laughs> That'd be good, huh? <clears throat> We're ahead of schedule. Not that we like rerunning things, but no. we, you know, it might help in, you out. In the, in the, uh, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, anyway. Right. Yes. So we have some Valentine-ish yeah. words. Lovey things or yeah, caring things, something like that. Yeah. Um. I guess I'll get us started if that's cool with you. Yes, knock all of us out. Uh, I think Tears for Fears uh, really says it best <laughs> when <laughs> they said, uh, something happens and I'm head over heels. Yes. That's... I never find out until I'm head over heels. Right. Something happens and I'm head over heels. Don't take my heart. Don't break my heart. Don't, don't, don't throw it away. Yeah. Gee, it's really hard not to sing along. It's hard not to sing along. <laughs> um, head over heels is where we're heading with this one. If you couldn't pick out that from my my little intro there. No, I got it. Thanks. <laughs> um, I watched the video for this while I was doing research. Have you seen this music video? Not only that, Ray. <gasps> okay. When I when I was uh, slightly younger than i am now sure i had a friend who was a he was in the the theater and he also mostly in the theater he wasn't much of a musician okay and some parents having a bar mitzvah for their son (laughs) hired him and a friend to pretend that they were tears for fears (laughs) okay and play the bar mitzvah which they just played along with the record right so i mean and I got to witness some of it. You were there. <laughs> and uh, the awkwardness and the horrible feeling deep inside of me from that event, it stays with me anytime I hear that song. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. No, yeah. That must have been uncomfortable. It was, I mean, and I wasn't on stage. Right. <laughs> Did they play the, the record so loudly that they were drowned out or did they play along with the record? You know, I... I, I don't always, want you to revisit a painful memory, but we're I, here. They played it loudly, um, but see, when you're when you're doing that sort of thing, you need to also sing along with it. You can't just open your mouth because that does not look believable. Right. But they didn't know any better, and they just opened their mouth. It was just it was so awkward, uh, and, and I had no skin in the game. I could just walk. <laughs> you could have just left. Yeah. Uh, it was horrible. I think I had to loan him a keyboard or something and, and make some mics look like they were 
actually real. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Nice. No, it wasn't. No, right. I mean, the story that was that was a that was a lovely story. Jesus. I'm sorry, I no, really. Uh, no, I mean, I asked. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but head over heels, right? Yeah. Like, okay. What? So the it doesn't really generally challenge much thought. Like we as ambulatory human beings spend a lot of our time with our heads over our heels, right? We're standing up, walking around. Uh, right. But right? we just, we just sort of sense it as a, as a tumble salt meaning. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what seems to be this phrase's older origin, I guess of, of sorts is a, a phrase that goes heels over head, which would be the flipping of the, of somebody. That would that would give you the picture faster, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, this this like uh, exact this this heels overhead phrase uh, refers to someone who had has fallen, had fallen, had tumbled, and even somersaulted. Um, the London Annual Register newspaper printed in 1766. Uh, this is not the first use. This is just a quote. So don't think it's the first use. No. Um, being thrown with great vehemence from a projecting crag, which turned him heels overhead, he fell down perpendicular upwards of 50 yards into a snowdrift at the boot of a cliff. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> uh, he weighed upward love for half an hour before his companions to get up to take him, and then I stopped the quote, so I don't... <laughs> someone, we'll never know. He took him. Someone will know. Well, 1766, he's dead now, no matter Oh, what. he's... Right, no matter. <laughs> Determined or not, that guy's long dead. <laughs> anyway, um, the phrase heel overhead comes from... I mean, it's just our, our favorite place, Middle English, in the 14th uh, century. Heel overhead. It is. It's H-E-L-E, over, spelled like over, and then head, H-E-D, Um and while I was looking this Middle English heel over head up, I came across the phrase head without a face. Oh, and, and I kept, don't do it. I kept, I just kept <laughs> playing in my head your version of eyes without a face. Sure. Uh, and I couldn't stop singing it. As you know how things get stuck in my head. No, oh, yeah, the Pittsburghese one. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, according to Worldwide Words, uh, by the end of the 18th century, the heel overhead. Uh, that had lasted for 400 years, <laughs> um, inverted to head over heels, uh, as we're familiar with it. Uh, and But even when it changed to head over heels, it still meant the physically falling. It had nothing to do with relationships or romance at all. It was still somersaulting or tumbling, falling down. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the first you one of the first uses uh, of the head over heels is uh, he gave him uh, Henry, Herbert Lawrence's Contemplative Man, 1771. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, he gave him such a violent involuntary kick to the face as drove him head over heels. Um, so yeah, still falling. The guy got kicked and he is now f- flailing about to the uh, floor. Yeah, he got hurt. <laughs> I like the definition of the crag in the first one. Like, you know he fell out, I mean, obviously a mountain uh, into the snow, which is like, wow, the, the word crag, it's, it's a good word. Yeah, we don't, we don't employ that. No, but it's a, it's a great use of it because it gives it, it to death. It feels like, you know, it feels that rock is jagged and has edges, and you're like, that's not safe. Yeah. Also thinks of the, the aggro crag from Nickelodeon Guts that I used to watch as a kid. Sure. <laughs> um, where were we? 
We're what? heading on to the 1800s. Well, it was still a. It was still meaning you fell. Fell in 1771. Uh, so as we're we're cruising on through to the mid 1800s, um, we do start to crop. The phrase starts cropping up to mean love uh, once it gets here to America. Um, I saw some uses in the 30s that didn't have specific quotes, um, but it seemed like by the mid 1800s. Uh, head over heels is, is sort of known to be the idiom and not any more specifically about uh, falling or cartwheeling or whatever. Right. To the point where if you fell and said, hey, he fell head over heels, people would be confused and thought he was in love. They would They would be confused because also the, the both of the phrases maintained their popular like usage. So it could mean either. That so they'd be even more confused. Yeah. Which was... Uh, I found enjoyable um, that like authors kind of were having it out with one another, not you know just in their writings about which way this phrase is going to be used. Well, it's just context, and, right? Yeah. Um, the uh, 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 not the first use, but an example of a first use uh, of the head over heels in love was just from a Dar- Davy Crockett in 1834. Just said he soon found himself head over heels in love with this girl, Davy um, Crockett. Davy Crockett. Although I wrote, uh, apparently, Davy Corkett. Look at that. <laughs> you knew what you meant. I knew what I meant. I can, I can do the, yeah. So I wonder, like, because people with, with love stuff are also all, always um, sort of talking about sweeping off the feet mm-hmm. and feet leaving ground because of floatiness, I guess, you know? Yeah, feelings of the, well, because it is, you, you have those tumultuous feelings inside of you, or that too, like you said, the sweeping of the feet off the ground. Um. Yeah. Uh, that, that's all. No, I I agree. That was just an observation about think, feet leaving ground. <laughs> just in a general sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it's still it goes back and forth. Like Mark Twain uses it uh, in a sense to head over heels in trouble, meaning he's deeply in trouble, which is uh, I guess the same usage as in love. You know, you were deeply in love. He is yeah. head over heels in trouble. Um, and then but same thing. That's nineteen oh four. Contemporarily, you know, similar 1917, Frank Baum, the authors of the Oz series, uh, uses it to mean tumbling. Same thing, heels over head. He even uses the original heels over head still. So these these phrases like continue on contemporarily for a while. And that, uh, yeah, that's the history of head over heels. That's that's the history. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I I it's not here yet, or maybe it's in the mailbox and What's I haven't that? checked. Uh, after one of our last talks it made me realize damn it i'm going to buy an old book of uh mark twain essays oh nice and i did it's nice. just uh, it's not here yeah they're fascinating i'm just gonna say that they're great i love the way he writes and his critiques and just the way he says it's the same thing it's like you said the language is so colorful and it can be it can paint such beautiful imagery yeah um, I, I love that yeah stuff, and that's, so that's just it <laughs> i'll put that on deck nice so cool yeah uh head over heels we've fallen head over heels out of that one into the next one which is i've got my sprite i've got my orange crush since we're since you're doing (laughs) song lyrics yeah i love it yeah uh crush crush you know i'm not exactly sure why unless all love things are and then all lines get blurred too you know but crush seems like a like a tween thing, like a adolescent mm-hmm. word to use for love, but I'm sure it isn't. Like people use it across the board. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. 
It's a less serious form of uh, a childish form of love, perhaps. That's the connotation. Yeah. Yeah. But no, nothing in the definition gives it that, really. No. Sure. I, I guess only in the context of by the time you're a little bit older, you don't fall for that stupid, silly, heartbroken love crap. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe you do. So, uh, so by then, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. But not to be cynical. No. No. So, but the word crush. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that first in terms of its original use, which is which is painful in its own <laughs> right, uh, to humiliate and demoralize uh, in, in a figurative way. Yeah. But this is, you know, 1600s crushed, crusher, but crush took me back to mash the tv show no after mash <laughs> well i mean hot lips right people had crushes oh, on yeah, her sure. i guess but uh no mash uh the word the word mash yeah but uh, yeah before i go there uh let me just say in in this sense an early print use for crush to mean love uh we don't really see till 1880s oh um but one particular one kept coming up I, I i wanted to make another note while we're in this world for all of our uh, listeners who do this on their own sometimes or what have you especially the last few uh, episodes of research uh trails i've gone down including this crush word uh the internet man there's misinformation out there. I don't know if you <laughs> Guys, are familiar with this concept. <laughs> I have not heard. I have recently heard this, um, but only just recently. Well, there, Ray. Okay. Uh, people will post things that are just blatantly not have nothing to do with reality. Just not true. You're saying. Just not true on on the internet. And <sighs> and have you ever had a friend who you ask them a question, let's say, and they don't know the answer? But they don't want to be the guy that doesn't know, so they just make something up. But yeah. they say it with authority. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and so you're like, oh, my smart friend, man, they know everything. That's why I ask them things. And then they're, it's completely wrong. Yeah. This is our friend, the internet. That's, that's, that's who our friend is. It's, it's true. That's a, that actually is a great description. It's a perfect description. <laughs> This is, led me down a couple of oh, horrible paths and that I had to like back out of and go, that was just a waste of half an hour. That, yeah. that doesn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay. I hear you. I, but but it, I did it a few times now, so I felt the need to vent <laughs> that out. Yes. Um, yeah, you're like, wait, this, oh no. Yeah. But, but let's talk about MASH. All right. In, in that sense of uh, smashing and uh, breaking things into small pieces gotcha. uh, with, uh, with a heavy uh, force or uh, weight. And, and, and that goes way back um, even to a word, uh, an old Swedish word, Nash with a G. Mm. And, you know, we only seem to use that when it comes to teeth. Yeah, now. like a, a ripping almost. Or like gnashing your teeth. Mm -hmm. But um, if you right. don't want to say grind, but yeah, I don't know why that one's only teeth. Yeah. So so mash may or may not play some kind of role in this, but it it may play in to this way. And here and and here's here's the beauty of this word. 
crush. Yeah. So, man, you want this to come back. I don't know if I'm, if it's just like that really nice sense of uh, romance, or or I guess it's partly that nostalgia that I'm, that always um, infects me, and and this is no different. But uh, dances and receptions uh, in in Britain mm-hmm. in the you know 18th century 19th century were called crushes. Okay, and you and and mostly so this word uh, was was associated with with just that. It's like a mosh pit, only a good one. <laughs> just like there's so many people, yeah, dancing, uh, and even in the room, in the yeah. ballroom, or wherever, yeah. Squeezing together, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze together. Yeah, squeeze, squeeze, whatever. Squeeze, (laughs) crushed. Yeah, if you will. Yeah. All right. So out of this, by the mid eighteen hundreds, we see it in print um, being used, uh, referring to the the crushes. That's you know, is one of the multiple examples we have of of seeing, uh, you know, as well as as other pieces. Invitations, etc. Yeah. So that that these things existed and and were called this, of course. Invited to the crush. Yeah. Yeah. That sound great. <laughs> and um. So so that is no different, uh, but not long after it, it it leaps to the United States, and in the United States, it is flipped to mean uh, that love feeling that. That I have that crush. Yeah. This is my crush. Not that I have a crush on this person. That that was even a later evolution. But the direct implication that we, that we still use too, I, I believe, like this. That's your crush. You know, Susie or whatever. You know. Yeah. So how that evolved or how that leapt is not documented anywhere. But because it it really seems to evolve sort of rapidly from 1860 to 1890, that let's say you you met somebody at one of these crushes, mm-hmm. and that really got your heart a flutter. Sure, <laughs> you might then go and describe that person immediately as your crush in an affectionate sort of fantastical romantic state of mind yeah so there there's a lot of speculation about how that flipped but there's nothing conclusive so i won't bore you with all the speculation okay. none of them are all that <laughs> exceptionally interesting um but it seems we can all see how it made the jump and that and that and that is where it came from huh the dan- yeah, okay. Now, the mash part of it only comes in that, A, it sort of can be synonymous with the other definition of crush, and B, there are many of our speculator friends on said internet who want to say that mashed was a more regular way of uh, referring to uh, being flirty or being in love, but that's that's one that I I'm sorry if I'm wrong here, but I can't find it in any of my books or any um, regarded research 
vehicles. For some reason, the term mash note is popping up in my mind as a love note. Huh. So I feel like I've heard it somewhere. <laughs> you had like a Peter Herco moment? I, and- I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's what I was going to say earlier when you were talking about the, the, you know, just how it just literally words wise, mash, crush, you know. But then I, I was thinking, like, I, I feel like I've heard the term mash note from, like, my grandmother or something. I don't know. I really feel like that's a thing. Hmm. Under mash as a definition in, in all of my old OEDs and these all these old books. Yeah. It's not there. It, it just refers to either the, the brew, the stuff that you have mashed mm-hmm. together is the mash. Yeah. Or the act of mashing. To mash. <laughs> but no one ever says, uh, you know, puts it in with a, with a love thing. All right. So that's Crush. Crush. And I will be crushed if you don't listen to our ads. Nice. Yeah. Support Whole Nine Yards and make your life easier with Instacart. Online grocery shopping made simple. Instacart connects you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores in a single order. Products you love from local stores, hand-selected based on your preferences. Many items may be delivered in as little as an hour. Instacart helps to save you money on your favorite items and recommends new products that you might also love. Instacart, the most convenient way to shop. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by the Roberto Clemente Museum. Located in a restored engine house in Pittsburgh's revitalized Lawrenceville neighborhood, the Clemente Museum is a showcase of the largest exhibited collection of baseball artifacts, works of art, literature, photographs, and memorabilia related to Roberto Clemente and his life in baseball. Shop the store for clothing and other items featuring the iconic 21 logo and purchase tour tickets for the museum at clementemuseum.com. Enter promo code W9Y21 for a 10% discount on hats and tees. That's clementemuseum.com, promo code W9Y21. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. Big Science Music is a can and one show award-winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post-production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at bigsciencemusic.com. That's bigsciencemusic.com. And back from Here that. we are. Back from our loving, caring ads. Yeah. From our loving, caring advertisers. That's who they are. Especially the Big Science and Clemente Museum. Great people, they. Extra caring folk. Extra, I want to sing, but I, I won't. So love and Valentine type things. Yeah. Right? Heart-shaped candies, chalky candies. Or pizzas. Or pizzas. Saw a lot of heart-shaped pizzas on Instagram this week. Oh, wow, nice. I only saw one. I saw one local purveyor. Was, um, it, was it, can we, well, no, we're not. We're not naming names because no one's paying us. No, go it's ahead. It. yeah. No, go ahead. <laughs> the, with the heart-shaped uh, pizza pie. Yeah, nice. Yeah. No, no pie, pizza. <laughs> so yes. Well, those folks who uh, gave their 
whatever people, other folk, significant others, whatever you want to call uh, a pizza pie, they they may have been madly in love with those folks. Yes. <laughs> I would say, what are you trying to say to me right I'm now? I'm just trying to say my next phrase is madly in love. Madly in love? Madly in love. Uh, to be infatuated with, to be romantically obsessed with. I don't think we defined head over heels. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> well, we defined it with the Tears for Fears song. We did. I just never gave... It was just, something happened. Right. <laughs> and then you never find out. That was the definition. Was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one is filled with love. Uh, this episode. Oh, yeah. I feel it. Sure, me too. Uh, madly in love. Uh, to be infatuated with. To be romantically obsessed with. Uh, some people were even like really following the mad path and saying like unhealthily, like stalkerish. Kind oh. of suicidal mad. Oh. Like, like, hey, if, if you're using this word, you better mean it, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I saw that too. That. I never um, think about that when it is said, but no, now it's I will. meant to be, I mean, I, again, but yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh, same thing. I didn't think of that, but I guess you're technically, if you're gone mad, you're crazy. Yeah. I hate to say, but uh, this one, there's not a lot to this uh this idiom really in definition wise because it really is just stems from the phrase madly which i know we covered with uh mad hatter you did that one mad hatter several episodes i mean that was one of our first ish ones oh it was that chemical that went into the hat dye or something yeah. what was that yeah it was uh exactly yeah a mercury thing to, yes. to keep the was it to dry the hats out something like that yeah to dry the wool or stiffen the wool maybe yeah yeah it leached into their brain and most it's a neurotoxin. Yeah. You don't want uh, you know, transition metals in your bloodstream, guys. It's kind Everybody. of Yeah. It's not Note good for to you. self. Yeah. I mean there's a like everything else, there's an acceptable limit. <laughs> they <laughs> Who are we to it. judge? Yeah, they exceeded that limit. That's all I'm saying. So yeah, this this madly in love really just kind of references madly as in crazily something you could be you know madly hungry or, or madly angry or madly mad because our english is great <laughs> i think i'm always madly hungry is <laughs> is the and 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 that's it do we do we have an early use do we have a usage time Ma- it's like it's one of the you know i couldn't find a, a, a first use like a where where did this pop up it just seems like it, it because it is from the the phrase madly like it's defined with itself when you see the word madly people use it to, to mean madly in love um mad has meant extremely since the 1100s yeah so way back then way uh, way back and then pre 900 middle english mad you know still mad m-a-d madden goes back even farther m-a-d-d-e-n here's a guy <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, I saw something about the video games the other day. Oh, I was watching the... I can't say that either, because no one's paying us. Anyway. Ha. Ha, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, this one is kind of, you know... Simple. Simple. It's to the point, concise, simple. To the simple. Point. Yeah. Well, Madly, right. we use it to mean uh, extremely, and that is where we're substituting extremely in love, and we're using the term madly in love. And contextually, it really, it really doesn't... In, in the way we use it ever in in my time jurisdiction of life <laughs> it's not meant like you started out there with those people saying 
like killer crazy. I, I didn't think so. No, it just it this means maybe you're irrational. It, it seemed like it was irrational. Like you you you're long for this person. Like when they are out of town, you really are very sad. You know, there's 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 an you know not that you're not sad, but I mean you you like really feel like oh maybe I should go be with them while they're on this business trip. Yeah, like that. Those types of things, I think, which like it's irrational. But but pull it back from the creepy side, I guess, more in a, like an affectionate way. Okay, that's what I, that's how I, I came across a lot of folks coming at it too, and the, and the not creepy, but <laughs> but over over like I'm giving you flowers and I care about you, you know, and you know we have a good relationship, but oh, a little bit more so than like like yeah. I don't want to spend time apart from you, ever. but I will. Right, but I. It's I'm, a fine line between creepy and affectionate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, so uh, it's in that it's in that gray area, perhaps. That's that's where you find madly in love. In that gray area between creepy and affectionate. That's lovely. Uh, <laughs> so. All right, I'll accept that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> what uh, What do you say? I have loveliness? a simple one as well. Okay, I never expected this to be simple when I was assigned the word <laughs> i thought this will be rich with history yeah and what it is but that is all it it's is clear history yes <laughs> it's a very clear history uh-huh <laughs> okay what you got i have smitten smitten yes i would also assume some kind of something some type one. of way smitten that's a yeah what what the heck well um hmm, 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 hmm. <laughs> here's the thing about smitten it took a long journey uh, and what i can do is give you that journey okay but then well let's just go on the journey right, so and we'll worry about the uh you know the hopping off part of the ride you know s- you might smack your head or something. Mind the it's gap. Like careful getting... Uh, yeah, mind the gap. Very good. Um, 2000 BC, this sort of European, you know, yeah. older uh, version of our language there, mm-hmm. we have a word smayed. This is S-M-E-Y-D. Okay. Smayed. Smayed. Yeah. All right. I like this. And this meant uh, whisk, strike, smear, rub. All right. Yeah. Smayed. Smayed. Now, evolution takes it into our, you know, uh, 500 to 1000 AD. Mm -hmm. This seemed to trace sort of German. And, um, but also somehow the vowel sound changed uh, as well, so uh, smitana, smitana. Okay. And this was almost the same, but add to it uh, to throw, to sling, to hurl, but also still the strike. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hit with something, throw something to hit. Okay. So this same word keeps trudging through history, refusing to die. <laughs> Um, belligerent words yeah uh old english your favorite always uh still to to pollute to infect to smear to daub 
but it goes back to a, a little bit shorter of a vowel sound and a smitten, but it's S M I T A N. Okay, S M. Okay, S M I T A N. Yeah, and that sort of uh, carries us through to uh, older English, and we see some more of that German influence, and it is for a while there, Gesmitten, which is with a G and E on the front of that. Gesmitten. Gesmutin, maybe? Uh, Hoochie mama. I just have a small eye in there. You okay. going to get that use? No, I, I'm just I'm just guessing. Yeah. <laughs> Over here. And then it evolves up through uh, Middle English into uh, more modern-day English as smitten, S-M-I-T-T-E-N. Mm-hmm. Um, now, notably, in that somewhere in that transition between the 1400s and the 1800s, it was now allowed to mean in love, sort of uh, affected by love. Mm-hmm. So hit with love. Yes, uh, shiny and new, come aboard, we're expecting you. So what we have there yeah. uh, really is, is another one of those in, in you know somewhat aggravating cases of the transition being undocumented. Mm-hmm. You, you see the ingredients for the leap, yeah. you know, that you're, you're um, hit with. Right. You're hit with this love feeling, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not that you were hit with anything. You weren't daubed or smeared. No. <laughs> except figuratively. Right. It it leaped, its figurative sense leaped over to to love. Yeah. There aren't solid ways to trace that evolution, mostly because it, it was earlier than some of the evolutions we see, where we, we can often see from, from Billy Shakespeare... Uh, up to modern day, mm-hmm. things happen a lot. You know, we go through those a lot. This one would have been, you know, realistically, more between four, 1450 and 1650, it began to change. And then it just shows up in 1650, like, oh, we, this means love. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't, we don't have documentation of it in print uh, changing, mm-hmm. um, going out to cut down some trees. But... <laughs> It there there it there it is. Yeah. Uh, so, folks, <laughs> with great love, uh, that's that's what I have. A, a great history of the word from Smade, uh, Smitana, yeah. uh, all all the way up through. But um, it used to mean only hit smear, and now you're smeared with love. It's smeared. I've got love smeared all over me. Yeah, get that off of you. <laughs> Um, well, I, there's one way you can smear some love on us. That's that one. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Is that a good segue? Fine. Sure. I like it. Uh, and that is, uh, the social medias, the social meds. And I have some, uh, listener thoughts from one of, I mean, this is from Reddit. Listener thoughts. Which I wouldn't call a social media. I would call Reddit what it is, the front page of the internet. Um, Uh, wait, they're not paying us. I know. You're right, they're not. Yeah. So it's just Reddit. Yeah, how about it, Reddit? I got a, I got a Reddit, a Redditor, 
uh, Josh the Casual listening to uh, our nonsense episode, which is one of our recent episodes. Yeah, pretty recent. Just says uh, this was a lot of fun. Had some great laughs, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. For sure, we appreciate uh, feedback and thoughts everywhere on Reddit, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Yeah, hey, whole nine yards pod. That was my cue. Yeah. <laughs> whole nine yards pod or whole nine yards podcast on Facebook. Yes. This fellow's name was Josh. Josh the Casual is uh, is his handle. Hey, Josh the Casual. Thanks. And and if you haven't listened, Ray, what's the episode where we go back and find Joshing? What was that one called? Where we break down Joshing. We and, do break down Joshing. And all of that. Right. I'm not sure. It was 39, episode 39. We don't have a category for that one. <laughs> Get your goat, world is your oyster, just Joshing and Bandy about. Episode 39. Episode 39. That's the one. That's the one, and uh, that one may be without uh, category. Might have no, we must have called it something. Oh, we called it something. I'm sure I did something. So sorry again that we're late, that you couldn't bring a couple of these nuggets. It's true. To the date table. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's next year. There's next year. Or whatever romantic encounters come up. You could share them. it next week. Right, on, right. Yeah, it might be something you use in a little... Uh, you know, Bumble message. They still got that Bumble? <laughs> I think so, yeah. All right. Um, and that, and they're not paying us either. No. Well, yeah, come on. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey. Anything else, Ray? No, I think we've we've really spread love in this episode. We love them up. Yeah. All right, then. Well, I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. And we're, we're not idioms. idioms. Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music. 